Hello everyone, welcome to Gods in the Net Church Podcast, episode 73. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and I count it an honor and privilege to be here with you to share the Word of God that God's put on my heart. And as you know, we started yesterday with why we need the Bible, and that's what the Bible study we're looking at. And we learned yesterday that the authority of the Scriptures... And today we're going to be talking about the Bible provides moral guidance. And as I said to you yesterday, we are going to be looking at some of the stuff we learned yesterday in more detail through the next seven podcasts. Well, there's a little bit regular day podcasts. There's three a week, so that's two all this week and one day of next week no all next week and one day of the week before but we're also doing podcasts now at night on Wednesday and on Sunday to join our services so I hope that you've been enjoying that but right now we're going to um, go to our song of the day and it is called this is the day Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is the day <coughs> the Lord has made. And excuse me, I got uh, a tickle in my mouth. Plus, my allergies are acting up today. And if you are hearing noises in the background, we do have maintenance in here today in the building to help us uh, get some things fixed. So don't mind the noise because it's coming through the studio that we have set up here because we're not like a professional studio no it's just a room in the church where we keep it so if you hear some noises that's why we apologize that directly see i told you not to worry about it so now we're going to go in to our bible study and just a recap of yesterday's we've we learned that scripture's authority comes straight from god and read and apply it to our lives. The authority of the scriptures means that it can offer guidance, 
provide directions through life, divine circumstances. Scripture speaks with authority into our lives through the season, all seasons of believers. Discussions of the world. So, But now we're going to take it um, in the next six lessons we're going to break down what we learned yesterday and the key verse here today is this for the the, the, the bouncing of the verse that we have our Bible study off it says Matthew 22 verses 37 Jesus said unto him thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind Alright? And you might be saying, what does that verse have to do with the key verse? Well, it reminds us that God loves us. And if we serve Him with all of our hearts, with all of our soul, and all of our mind, you will have a close relationship with Him. And reading the Word of God helps you worship God with all your heart, with all your soul. And with all your mind because the principles that are laid out in the Bible as we learn is what we need to do so the introduction to our lesson when we think of something representing proper morals okay someone with proper morals we might compare their lifestyle to a code of ethics okay in other words us humans morally some not morally do live by a code of ethics that is set down by our forefathers and which this country was built on the on God okay so most of all our values and stuff are carried out through what our forefathers saw out of the Bible but there is some people out there that don't follow the forefathers' examples, especially within this last year and a half, okay? But we got to learn that the Bible provision of morals and guidance does more than just offer such a Christian code. However, it connects us to the one who represents all goodness. And it gives us the worth of being his image bearer. Now we know from the book of Genesis, the Bible tells us that we are made in the image of God. So God wants us to maintain his integrity of what he is. And to be his image bearer, he wants us. So he provided the word of God which we learned yesterday that it was inspired by God not man man wrote it but they, he wrote what God inspired them to write so God is really the author of all of these books of the Bible when you hear a preacher preach it's God who's actually preaching to you we are just tools that God uses us to bring people to help people in the kingdom of God and bring people to the kingdom of God. This Bible study today connects with the significance of re, re, 
representing God as his image bearer. So this is why we got to learn to do God's moral compass. Because our moral compass, you could be the nicest guy in the world and your moral compass is not exactly <coughs> where God might want you to be. All right? Now, as we go through this Bible study today on the biblical, the Bible provides moral guidance. I want you to think about how you are fulfilling your moral responsibilities to God and for those around you and your family. Then I want you to consider the most motivation that drives you continuing to these responsibilities. Are you doing it, which we talked about, I think I shared, I think it was on a, a Bible study here on the podcast, but it could have been on God's Internet Church um, online service. And I think it was a preaching. What are your motives for having rewards? Are you doing it for self-gain, or are you doing it to help people of God? Okay. So we're going to start off in Genesis. <clears throat> Genesis verses 1 starting in 26. Okay? And we're going to read verses 26, 27, 28. All right? And it says, "And God said, let us make man in our own image." After the likeness, and let them have dominance over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created men in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth and subdue it, and have dominance over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Alright, we're going to call this section, The Basics of Biblical Morality. Morality is what the moral, com com moral compass that we all live. Now, as we're younger, we learn to live the moral uh, moral compass of our parents because they set rules, they set things into motion in our lives. But not every parent in this country is a Christian. And not every parent in this country actually have morals that they should have. There's some people out there that live with morals that they're treading on places that God shouldn't tread. Amen or oh me. Now, that's why God tells us to train a child up as he should go and teach them the word of God. Because this word of God is going to train them. So what is this telling me right off the bat? It's important to send your kids the Sunday school. It's important to get your kids in church on time for Sunday school. Not because of uh, it, it interrupts people when they come in, because they need the whole teaching of God. Now, <clears throat> my my wife's dad 
was a stickler of trying to be there on time. And let me tell you something, Saints. It affected two of the kids more than one. Now, my wife, a hard-hitting Christian. But her two brothers, as they got older, some of their moral responsibilities are not what God wants. Right? And she's shaking her, her head here because she's, she's in the room with me. And, but let me tell you something, saints. As a Christian, which there's a lot of us Christians here in America, we would do our responsibility and get the kids into Sunday school and learn it. Let me tell you something, saints. They're going to learn that mom and dad has a moral com compass, but so does God, and I got to listen to both. Okay? And a good way to teach your kids up reading the word of God is any book of the Bible but the book of Proverbs because it is a lot of teaching that would teach the kids what not to do and to do but we're going to start here with the creation the creation story of Genesis reminds us we serve our one true God who is our creator okay reason that the, the, the person that wrote the book of Sentence just started that because the people of Israel were surrounded surrounded by a lot of pagan cultures that influenced them or wanted to influence them okay <clears throat> and now at the time we're talking about Adam and Eve these pagan cultures weren't around all the way yet okay but because of sin, of eating that apple, it opened up all kinds of different things. And people started doing what they wanted to do and not what God wanted to do. Is that a fair statement? Okay. Now, we as humans who were created, both male and female, distinctly bear the image of God. Okay. And as image bearers, we have dominance over creation, acting as stewards of what God has made. However, values to God isn't found in what to do. It comes from our relationship with a good God. Okay? So not just it comes of what we do, but it comes from our relationship with God. Now the Bible tells us that if we sin, God can't bless someone sin because sin, he hates sin. But if you live by God's principles, if you live by God's principles, okay, you know what not to do. But if you live by God's principles, you're going to have a good relationship with God. The Bible does tells us that sometimes we do get punished for our sins. Sometimes those storms of life are cause of sin because God is trying to open your eyes so you can get your life right with Him. Okay? But we also know some of those storms of life are coming allowed to help you to build your faith 
for something that may be coming down the road or to show the devil up okay but the less storm if you want a good relationship with God which is what we do know what to do but we live it we're going to have a a good relationship with God okay and we can see that now between Cain and Abel Cain didn't give the very best of his fruits of his crop but Abel did and God questioned Abel but he he took he, he questioned Cain uh, motives but then he, but he accepted Abel's and because he accepted Abel's he gave the best so that tells us God wants us to do our best in everything we living for him jobs he gives us to do ministries he gives us to do he don't want us to do it half way he wants us to do it unto him fully so he wants us to be because we're representing his image we are his image bearers alright now in Matthew chapter 22 verses 35 to 40 Matthew 32 I mean Matthew 22 35 through 40 let's all turn there with me Matthew 22 whoops bring up the wrong thing Matthew 22 go to the book of Matthew and if you don't know where it is exactly it's in the New Testament first book Matthew chapter 22 verses 35 through 40 okay and then one of them which was a lawyer asked him a question tempting him and saying master what is the greatest commandment in the law Jesus said unto him thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy soul with all thy heart and with all thy soul and all thy mind this is what the first and the greatest commandments and the second is like unto it thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself on these two commandments hang all the laws and the prophets now we just learned that we're an image bearer we've got to learn to read the Bible but to be a good relationship with God we got to learn to live and follow the Bible because of heat of his bearers now Jesus further informed our understanding of ethics and holiness when asked this question the greatest commandments Jesus responded by combining two scriptures which is love the Lord thy God with all thy soul with all thy heart and with all thy mind and love thy neighbor as you would you would have sorry I'm looking it up I my book close and, and the second is thou shalt love thy neighbors as thyself in other words now we got to put love into this 
our love towards God and put our heart and soul into it and our love towards man in other words we got to treat them how we would want to be treated we got to love them how we will want to be loved this is a hard thing to do because sometimes you're not going to be able to get that back okay because sometimes you don't get it back like things going on with my wife and her brother right now she loves him he loves her but she treats him how and loves him like she wanted to be treated but he don't treat her the same way back and it's causing problems okay but everything we do in the law of God hinges on God's love and our loving him back and us loving our people back now God gives me ability there's people in my life that I, sometimes I want to take them and shake them and throw them out but let me tell you something saints you can't do that but God gives me the ability to get to know the real person and when they do get out of the line I choose to remember who they are because we all have faults and I choose to love them and that's what Jesus was trying to do tell us here yes all the laws and the morals that we go through we have to remember they hinge on God's love towards us and our love toward him and our love towards people and how and how they love us but more on how we love them all right God would take care of the latter okay because his love we can commit everything we have heart soul and mind to God and others this love is the driving force for doing good it is the basics for our immorality our morality that's why I wanted to read that part I know I just explained it I got a little bit ahead of myself sometimes the Holy Spirit takes over all right so now we learned the first thought is the basics of biblical morality is that one more Bible bear bear two the Word of God teaches us to follow the law but now to have a good relationship with God we just can't just read about the law and follow it we gotta do it and then we got to learn to love God and God and and love our neighbors too okay now the second thought here today and if we don't get to everything because I know we're cutting we're, well we're getting close to the time so we'll pick up tomorrow afternoon podcast after we do this if we don't get to the third one okay now the scope of biblical morality the scope of biblical morality and we're going to read first Corinthians Colossians excuse me starting in I mean chapter number three and we're going to look start in verse one and it says and I'm doing, we're going to be jumping around we're going to start in verse 1 and I'll tell you where we're going to go if we then be risen with Christ seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God verse 5 mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth fornicate uncleanness inordinate 
affection, evil conspiracy, covetousness, which is idolatry. Verse 6. For which things take the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedient. Verse 7. In which ye also walk sometime with ye live in them. Verse 8. But, ye, but now ye also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blaspheming, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie, verse 9, lie not to one another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with, with his deeds, verse 10, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of, of him that created him. All right, so this is the scope of biblical moralities, and it took us into things that we can't do. Okay, it listed things that we shouldn't be doing, and some of those things are fornication that means premarital sex or being a prostitute, or even I hate to say it, being gay. Uncleanness is sin in our lives. Inordinate affection. I think that goes under the heading of being gay. And I have to say it, I got to preach the word of God. And evil conspicuously and covetousness. That means coveting someone else's property of and stealing. Okay? And which is idol and idolatry. Trying to serve a God that's not real. Them are things that we need to put off. And also, we got to put off and not do is anger. We can get anger. Jesus got anger. It's how you handle your anger. Wrath. You don't want to go out and get justice for what happened. Malice. You don't want to be evil and tempted. Blaspheming. That means not believing God. Filthy communication. That's talking, swearing, and talking dirty. Out of your mouth. We gotta let those things go. Okay? As Christians, we have already been raised to a new life. We are to set our minds on heavenly things. Okay? That's what we need to do. We got to set our mind on heavenly things and get away from evil things. If these evil things are coming to bring you down, you got to get rid of them. Bottom line. Alright? Let's go to the third and final thought because I think we're going to have time to close. And we're going to look at uh, Colossians 3. 17. 3, 17, and 24. Verses 17 and 24, Colossians 3. And whatsoever you do in the word, word or deed and all in the name of the Lord Jesus, give thanks to God for the Father by him, knowing that, verse 24, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the renew of the inheritance, for ye serve the love, the Lord Christ. Alright? The goal of biblical morality the goals of biblical morality 
Becoming more like Jesus is a process. It includes cleansing, renewing of our soul. Okay? That means asking God to forgive us our sins and cleansing us with his precious blood. But it takes time to get away from those sins, right? We're forgiven. But it takes time to learn what these sins are and not do them. Okay? It involves the way we as Christians interact with one another. In other words, if you see another Christian sinning, some tend to go out there and beat you over the head. All right? You need to pray about it before God tells you. Sometimes you need to pray about it to show God, to God to show you how to handle this. Okay? Because let me tell you, you don't want to go out there and tell someone they're wrong because they're going, bah, 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 what do you do? I see you do this. Then it's into a big argument. Okay? We do need to talk to the brothers and sisters about this stuff. But we got to make sure our lives are right first by going to God and making sure we're a good example. And sometimes you might have to stay step away from that brother for a while until, or sister in the Lord until they find out for themselves. Okay? Because their sin can bring you down. Okay? This love and practice reflects virtue demonstrated by Christ himself. Okay? Mutually forgiveness. Christ's forgiveness. Christ died on the cross for you. You were simple, but he died on the cross for you. You can get your lunch ready if you want. Okay? This indicates that we ought to be willing to forgive even the worst of wrongs. How many things Christ died for all of our sins in the world? And some of the sins we might have been did were terrible. But Christ forgave you and died on the cross. Love, once again, is described to be the foundation of these virtues. Okay? Paul used in the book of Colossians that we didn't read it's not really given the scripture here but Paul used the imagery of the of a garment here in the New Testament times people often wore loose fitting garments so it was at times necessary to bind them up if one did not bind up his garments he would be unprepared for action likewise if one does not practice love he or she is unprepared to act in the godly virtue so it's like wearing a garment. We've got to put on the love of God to forgive people so we are prepared when things happen. You know, my my wife said for a while she's not going to see her brother for a while, but she forgives him because she still loves him, right? You know, but she's prepared to forgive him and love him. She don't have to like what he did, but she forgave him, all right? But she knows right now it's not healthy for her to beat around so things can be healed. That good statement there. And that's what that imagery of wearing binding clothes is. Sometimes we got to be prepared for the unexpected because things are going to happen. Godly morals flow naturally from our relationships with Christ. As we get to learn to live with Christ, our relationships are better with him. It comes naturally. 
because as havoc, creatures of havoc, we start doing things the way needs to be done, the way we do them. If we live for the Bible, we're going to live for the Bible. See, we see my point. As God's word dwells within us, we will live the right fellowship. If you read the word, you're going to live the word. All right? That's why it's important to read the Bible and get into a habit of reading it every day. Just like I shared yesterday with my wife reading at 5 o'clock in the morning. It's going to come out in with you. Sometimes it's abolishing to us and each other. We need to worship together. So we need to go to church. We need to have time with God to worship together. Because seeing other people worship and everyone connecting strengthens your faith. And they're there to help you with prayer and stuff too. As we serve others, we are in the fact serving Christ. Such service forms fertile grounds for a life of peace. So that's the scope of biblical morals. Loving each other, forgiving each other, just like Jesus has forgave us, even if these things are hard to forgive. But that's what we were here for. All right? Now, this is what we learned today. Considering the importance of being God's light limits bearers, this call to represent Him to the world around Him, around you. So you have a calling, you have a witness, you are His image bearer. And if you claim to be a Christian, let me tell you, people are watching you. And you need to follow this word because you could be the closest thing to a Bible to anything in the world. And if they know you're a Christian and they see you doing something they would do, they're going to say, why well, do that? Why do I need God? You can turn them off. That's why it's important for the scope to read and follow God's word. Just not because it's right because it's morally right and it helps the world. God loves as well as God's love as well as his will and commands to love are you go beyond your week. Okay? In other words, you got to share the love of God to God and share God's love to the world. Even if someone hurts you and that's a hard thing to do. Okay? Now, as you go about your week, consider how you are representing Christ. So I want you guys to take from this today. I want you to think about as you go through this week, representing how you represent Christ through your love-driven representatives. Okay? And then... I want you to, we're going to do this here today. We're going to make a renewing commitment to represent our God and loving God through our renewed Christ. So we learned here today, the Bible has morals for us to stand by. God wants you to learn them. He wants you to read them. And he wants you to live them. And we learned that we've we got to watch what we do because we are his image bearers. 
and let me tell you the reason he wants us to watch it because we might be the closest thing to God's to the Bible that people might come and they see you change they're going to want to change now I'm just going to go through the list of names real quick we have them written down um, because we're running a little bit behind schedule here um, we're going to pray for those needs and then we're going to pray for well we'll go through it all and then we'll pray all at one time now we know my dad's on the list for his name is James Weaver because he has an aneurysm on his aorta uh, my mom for her back she's got some pains in her back um, for my friend for my cousin Margaret for the two for the relationship with her brother they get back together for there's forgiveness there and for and for our friend Lloyd he's got cancer um, for my friend Sean he's got two unspokens and for his uh, mother's hip hip recovery surgery recovery she's been having some issues there so we need prayer for that um, for my brother-in-law Paul and his my sister my wife and his sister to uh, so they can end this estate thing that's going on actively and, and God guides us how to do that uh, for my friend Paul in Georgia for his back and for his daughter not to get COVID because he don't want her to get it um, and um, for his business to do better um, for my cousin Sharon and all of her family that there and for my Aunt Denise and her back and she's having coronavirus and she's having no I'm sorry she don't have coronavirus she had uh, bronchitis and it was taken away it got healed her but she's got to have surgery they found some polyps uh, inside her body and they need to go in and get it out um, when they did the colonopsy things didn't go well she had an asthma attack so they couldn't finish the procedure so they got to open her up and finish I don't know exact date on that yet I know it's coming um, for my cousin Lori and all of her things going on in her life and for my grandma and her eyes and her ears and her hips I mean her legs to work better and for me and my blood pressure I've been having some issues and I had the same thing a little bit today as I was driving around and and I think that's everything so we're going to do a quick prayer there let's pray dear heavenly father I ask you to be with all these needs right now in the name of Jesus Lord but we're going to bring these needs all at one time Lord we ask you to be with all the ones that are sick Lord or got ailments or things that need to be touched and healed you are the great designer the great architect and the great doctor Jesus mm -hmm. we just ask you right now to go and touch these things and help them and heal them Lord and Lord we just ask you to be with all the other prayer requests that were there too, Lord. Just ask you to touch and help them. In Jesus' name, amen. Now we're going to do a prayer recommitment. And what we're going to do here, you can say it out loud or you can say it to yourself. But I want you to repeat this prayer after me because I'm saying it too. Because Christians should recommit themselves ever so often 
not being re-saved, but recommit themselves to God. They get on fire for God again. It's kind of like stoking the frame of a fire pit to keep the fire going. So pray this prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you to forgive me for all my sins. I recommit my heart and life to you. I ask you to help me live better for you. And I ask you to guide me through my life. Live your moral way. By loving people. By loving you. By forgiving people. By following your word. And living your word. I ask you all this in Jesus name. I ask you to recommit my soul to you. In Jesus name. Amen. If you said that, hallelujah. Now we can go around and be on fire for God again. We need to do that sometimes because we get our focus not off God, but off the mark. And sometimes we need to recommit ourselves. Not saying that we're sinning, but to get a, a, a God to give us a fresh perspective and a fresh anointing. On that note, I'd like to say God bless you. And... Uh, let me read the, one of the blessings over you. And again, I ask you to read these blessings over your neighbors and your friends and, and over your family especially. It says, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord makes you, His face shine on you. And the gracious to you, the Lord turned His face towards you and gives you peace. Number 6, 24-26. And I put that as a blessing unto you. And I'd like to have you join us tonight for God's Internet Church Wednesday night Bible study online church service. Um, you can join us live by going to um, God's Internet Church um, later on in the podcast broadcast and see it there. Or you can join the podcast. It's being pre-taped. But we want you to be part of it, and I'm hoping that you're enjoying it. And it seems like everyone is starting to enjoy it. Um, I like to say, God bless you. That starts at seven o'clock tonight. If you want to be part of it, come and ask for a friendship request. I'll befriend you, and then you'll be able to watch it online through Facebook, on live. You can go to YouTube live too and type in God's Internet Church. Um, Pastor by Pastor Ron Weaver. And you'll see it live there too. So you do got places to watch it live. On that note, I'm Pastor Ron Weaver. I want you to love one another, help one another, keep everyone safe. Love one and help them, help people, and especially in these times. I'll look forward to seeing you tonight. If I don't hear you tonight, we've got one more podcast this week, tomorrow. And we're going to go back into the Bible study, this Bible study, tomorrow morning. But tonight will be on the Wednesday night Bible Bible study. On that note, I'm Pastor Ron, your host. Thank you for joining God's Internet Church, episode 72. I'm Pastor Ron. Have a blessed day.